raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. WTOCAM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Friday. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. It feels like it, too. It feels like we it's a Friday that we desperately need. Beautiful, warm day. Friday, October 27th. Last weekend of the month of October. It is almost impossible to believe. It's hard to believe. Anyway, November right around the corner. On the show today, it has been well documented that our nation's divorce rate is sky high. A lot of things go into that. But despite those daunting numbers, there is one organization working hard to save marriage before they fail. They even want to save engagements before those fail. Uh, You'll hear from them and what they're doing right here uh, in Indianapolis, and that's coming up in our second hour. Until then, we'll do open lines and we can review 317-239-1310, open lines and we can review until pretty much the second hour. Uh, Let's bring in our contributing analyst, James Patterson. Hey. James, hey, how are you? I'm doing fine, especially on this beautiful, beautiful, as you said. Beautiful fall day. Mm -hmm. Beautiful day, just lovely. Um, It's the last weekend of October. I just, I don't know, I'm not ready to let go of October yet. It's one of my favorite (laughs) months. I love it. So, but really warm uh, the past few days. But James, uh, a change is a coming. A change is a coming. But I like the word Aberration. Aberration. It means... What do you mean? Okay. Not normal. Unusual. And this is what we've had the last four days when temperatures have been in the 70s for late October. That is not normal. And not only that, we're going to have another aberration, as you mentioned, next week, Tina, when highs will only be some days in the 40s. Maybe some people might be fortunate to get into the 50s. The Earth is heating up, as a matter of fact. I was just looking at that the other day, Mm. looking at that National Oceanic and Mm. Atmospheric Administration report. Noah? (laughs) Yeah, Noah. Mm. Guess what, Tina? 2023, despite the 40s coming next week, is going to be, well, they were 99% sure in September, and unless we get Mm -hmm. like two weeks of below freezing weather, 2023 is going to be the hottest year on record. Can you believe that? I do. I do. Yeah. So, but as for today, if we want to quick... I'm I'm not one of these people that believes that global warming is a hoax. I just, I think it's a real deal, and all you got to do is look outside and and walk outside periodically, so... Yeah, all you got to do is live. Live, yeah. Hurricane that hit Acapulco yesterday that's got that place kind of knocked 
out of uh, mm-hmm. out of the mainstream. Can't get any phone calls in there. They're flooding mm-hmm. everywhere. People, uh, some people have died. But anyway, back to here. The sun's trying to break through. My prediction is we'll get some more sunshine as the day goes on. It'll become more mm-hmm. prominent. We will, depending on how much sunshine we get, we'll be in the upper 70s. Some areas could could touch 80 mm-hmm. degrees, but certainly around the the uh, central Indiana will be in the upper 70s. And then um, no rain if you're going out this evening, Tina. You always ask me. No rain expected, but there'll be little showers around, you know, little pop-ups. Mm-hmm. So no rain um, dominant, I should say like that. But there may be a shower here and there. But most people won't experience any precipitation. And like you said, we're going to be a little, gradually go a little cooler as that front comes through today, later today, overnight, this evening and overnight, when that, and then we'll be cooler tomorrow in the in the 60s and then in the 50s for Sunday with rain. Well, we'll experience rain over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Aberration. And as, uh, as aberration as uh yeah as November comes in here we go so we'll see yeah. see how that goes but um yeah uh whew, the weather always something yeah. to talk about uh before we get going I I would like to to thank all of our guests uh yesterday at our pastors uh and clergy appreciation luncheon. Uh, that was spearheaded by uh, Reverend Jim Payton, who is on our staff here, and he's one of our account executives, um, managerial. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure I have his title correct, so please uh, don't hate on me, uh, Reverend Jim, if I get it get it wrong, because he's fairly, he, he just came back. But anyway, uh, he, uh, together with the staff and the team here at Radio 1 Indy, put together a fantastic um uh, appreciation luncheon uh, was catered by Country Kitchen. Uh, our keynote speaker was um, uh, the Reverend uh, Janae Pitts Murdoch from Light of the World. It was just a really nice time. I mean, it was in and out. I mean, a nice luncheon. You know, as luncheons go, uh, they don't necessarily go long, but they they're meaningful and impactful. So, um, you know, thanks to everybody, all of the sponsors, Eskenazi Health, uh, Davis, and so I mean, everybody. I I, I shouldn't start listing because you always re- forget somebody but um it was just nice to have been there and been a part of that yesterday i just wanted to share that it was really and, and you were there with with tony lamont correct? Tony, yeah tony uh tony lamont uh, uh handled uh, i i just did a um you know just did a you know said hello and um and the like and then you know tony tony handled a lot of the emceeing karen vaughn our operations manager and midday uh host over on uh, fm uh she gave the welcome dion uh, of course um you know, he he spoke. He was part of the program. So there were a number of people there uh, that that did uh, a lot of things. And like I said, Jim Payton, um, of course, closed it out with this for us. Uh, Pastor Jackson was there. Um, uh, Dr. Brown, uh, like I said, if I start listing people, uh, Dr. Tommy Brown, uh, Reverend Joy Thornton, um, uh, Pastor Jeffrey Johnson Sr. Um, I heard them say, I couldn't see across the room, but I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that um, his son, Pastor Jay, uh, uh, Jeffrey Johnson II, or Jr., the second, yeah, Jeffrey Johnson II, was there. So, uh, just a, a number. And again, I, I don't want to start, if I start naming, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, somebody's going to say, you left us 
I don't want to leave anybody, and I just want to say thank you to all of you um, because you are what make our station go. Uh, and yeah. um, it, you know, without you, uh, we wouldn't be. And so we just thank you for you know we just thank you for giving us an opportunity to say thank you. So um, the, us and our sponsors. So there, there was that. Uh, and and the food. I haven't I haven't had Country Kitchen for a while. I never went to the takeout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Is takeout it kitchen. Was it, it was good. Um, you know, I there, there's, I didn't get um, I didn't get any of the breads, the cornbread at all. I, I, the peach cobbler. I told him just half. You know, just half of. Because <laughs> uh, I'm not really. You gave me the other half. I know. I know. I'm not much of a sweet eater, but I just you know you just like a little little corner every now mm-hmm. and then, and so it was delicious. Uh, and the food was very good. Miss Pat was there. You got to thank her. Uh, uh, holding everything down, uh, David Gray, or from, I mean, just everybody that had uh, David Woods, uh, you know, was doing the video. Everybody that had anything to do with it, um, I my hat is off to you because you all made it go. So Rita, Rita you know Green, what, Tina. Rita's going to be, huh? Is she going to be down? R- no, Rita's going to be. I think she's going to be in studio with a couple of her guests. Uh, Rita's going to be with the guest with the, uh, uh, you know, I was oh, talking yeah, about yeah. the divorce rate and with the uh, oh. uh, the marriage. Uh, conference that we're a marriage and engagement conference we're going to be talking about but uh, she usually comes in with her guests so i think rita will be here but rita was there i sat next to rita for a minute at the table uh, we were moving around talking about pastor sullivan can't forget pastor you know ken sullivan so um our our folks you know our people that you know they're there are there are our uh our partners they're our backbone so again i'm glad we said thank you so yeah and, and i am too because you know why the work that pastors do day mm-hmm. in and day out mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people Clergy. will pop up and say oh well you know I don't want to give money to the church because they're getting all the money they're driving Cadillac but that's a hard position I'm telling you it's I know. hard I know. you're on call 24-7 if somebody gets sick if they have an emergency you know they always want you to oversee uh, weddings and funerals and you gotta hey, have your agenda ready for Sunday you gotta you gotta manage organize it's a, it's a 24/7 job, and you couldn't appreciate them more than what they are, uh, what they're already being done. Uh, I mean, for what the work they already do, you you couldn't appreciate them more for what's been done, except. They deserve more. <laughs> I they mean, deserve they deserve more. more. Absolutely. And I come, um, you know, from a family. Uh, my grandfather, my mother's father, you know, was a pastor, and then his brothers and, and, and others. Um, and uh, then on my father's side, my, my grandmother, her brothers, my uncles, great uncles, uh, were pastors. So, yeah, I, I, I've seen it from, you know, from several different sides. Um, and, and lest we not forget, I don't ever want to forget Lamar Campbell, the absolutely positively wonderful Lamar. He was there uh, as well. And you can listen to Lamar on Sunday afternoons <laughs> uh, right here on, on Praise AM 1310. But um, 4 o'clock. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But anyway, he was uh, he was there, and he handled a lot of the uh, a lot of the the, uh, the programming as well. So, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so there was uh, there was just just quite a lot, and and Lamar is is so dear to all of us. Tony, of course, is so you know Tony has the praise break right before we come on the air. So yeah. thank you to yeah. Tony, uh, Tony Lamont. So uh, yeah, it was all all a lot of fun, and the food. Yes, at Country Kid, the food was good. They there was. Um, 
Let's see. I'm going down the line so I can remember. I don't want to forget. Uh, there was. It looked like there was. Uh, well, there was macaroni and cheese, of course. It was a traditional dinner, yeah. uh, soul food dinner. Macaroni and cheese, uh, corn. Um, what kind of meat? Uh, did they? Green beans. Uh, they had fried chicken and baked chicken. Of course. Yeah, fried chicken and baked chicken, uh, cake, brownies, uh, peach cobbler, uh, lemonade, tea. Um, it looked like homemade rolls, cornbread, and some other kind of bread. I couldn't see. All that stuff that you don't need to often. You don't need. <laughs> I mean, I, and, nothing in the country kitchen, they, you know, support them, and they have been, mm-hmm. but, you know, tamp that stuff down sometimes. Well, and the way I look at when you go out to eat, it's it's not anything you do all the time. You it's know, a it's, treat. it's a treat. It's a yeah. treat. <laughs> and so you have to, you know, kind of treat it as such as a treat. And um, like I said, I didn't overly indulge at all. It really wasn't a lot of time to just sit down and throw your face into a big old meal anyway. <laughs> but um, but it was all good. It was all good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so and so it goes. So um, I did notice, uh, I don't know about you, me, was your phone blowing up? Uh, there seems to be a lot of concern about intensity, uh, the intensity of uh, the attacks um, uh, into Gaza from Israel. Apparently, um, patience has worn thin, uh, negotiations for hostages. Um, I don't know where, where that is, but well, it looks, where like, that is, uh, yeah, it looks like the, in, the, I have. Yeah, the incursion is imminent. They, they were talking about... Um, uh, tanks, uh, intensified airstrikes, a lot of concern, a lot of lights over, and they, they're breaking into everything. So, uh, again, when, when you pay attention to what's going on there, just, just think about, you know, from here. Um, exactly, yeah. Because this, and this and is, you're right. It, it looks like it's intensifying, Tina. I mean, they uh-huh. let, what, four hostages go so far? Yeah, and they've got over 200. They're playing. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, they, you know, there was talk this morning, some reports, <laughs> oh, negotiations are going very well for the hostages. But, yeah. I mean, you know, they can play that card from now until, you know, yeah. December. I yeah. mean, just, just hold, hold, hold. Yeah, that's the what they were saying. That they seems... have let go. Yeah. The last two were like 80 <laughs> years old almost. You know, one of them is over 80. One of them is reported to be 79 or 80. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they're playing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. So we'll keep an eye on that. But like I said, I, I mean, literally just started getting beeps and everything before I sat down here. So I that was a quick... Um, you know, quick analysis. I mean, a quick, uh, a quick update on what's going on with that. So, yeah. um, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Uh, Jeff, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Jen, how are you guys doing? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Jeff. Yeah, I want to. Happy Friday, Jeff. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm I didn't hear you. Can't hear you, Jeff. Oh. You're going out. You know what, Jeff? Call if you can. Call if you can hear me. Call us back because yeah. we can't. Uh, it seemed like he said something that sounded like Maine. Uh, I guess the shooting, the mass shooting in Maine. How how sad. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't. Know. I can't process any more coverage of those. I just can't because. I mean, come the, on. The template right, is yeah. the same. Yeah, I can't. I just can't. I, I can't listen to another leader of a of a of a city of a uh, of a community like we're strong and we'll get through this. And I can't listen to another politician yeah. on the uh, on the GOP saying, you know, prayers. The new House Speaker said prayers are in in need at this point in time. And and I I, I just simply cannot hear any more of that. I can't hear about 
any more uh, uh, profiles of those who have been killed. I mean, I'm so, so sorry that people have been, I can't hear it anymore because the more we normalize this, the more insane we become. You know, I, I, people shouldn't be talking about this, this template, uh, you know, the coverage. Here's what happened. Here's reaction from the city. Here's reaction from the police department. Uh, here's a profile of the shooter. And here's uh, who passed away. There has to be something more that is being said about these shootings other than the template and the re regular coverage. I mean, you can predict what they're going to say. Uh, for, and, and I couldn't agree more. And for example, the picture of the suspect who was a, an instructor of, yeah. of, of, you know, weapons, of, of shooting, uh, of a gun, a gun instructor, mm -hmm. a, and he who had the assault rifle, and these people keep voting over and over again against legislation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which Mayor Hogsett introduced when everybody's calling him, you know, out of his name because they're saying, you know, he can't introduce them here. Introducing to simply ban military assault. Weapons assault of weapons. war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Simply. And you're going to come back and say, oh, oh, pray for this. Mm -hmm. No, take their guns away and then I'll pray for them. You're, mm -hmm. you're, mm -hmm. You've got this thing in it is incendiary. It's incendiary out there. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a gun. But you know what? One of the things that and I, I literally took the uh, remote and clicked it off. There was a, a, a Democratic um, uh, congressman from Maine who uh, said that he had voted against uh, banning assault yeah, rifles and that, that he will that. now vote in favor of it. You, oh, please. I wanted oh, please. to wring you his please. neck. I was like, oh, my God. You know, and uh, yeah, that's fine. But ask 18 people who didn't make it through that what they think of that. Huh? And the 13 who were wounded. And the 13 who were wounded, the three who are still critical. Uh, and the entire city, they were saying you can't even buy a, a hamburger at McDonald's because everybody's on lockdown because yeah. of this idiot. And Nothing is moving. Uh, you know, commerce, like, you know, keep keep the city shredded. You know, it affect commerce. Something has to get through to somebody somewhere. If it's not the, the you know, the slaughter of innocent lives over ridiculous weapons of war, then maybe... It'll be shutting down commerce. Maybe it'll be shutting down entire cities because that's exactly what's going on in Lewiston, Maine. The entire city is shut down on lockdown on alert. Can you imagine how cities are going to be able to survive if this continues? That's what I did to uh, Tina, literally. I said, Sharon, what are you watching? Oh, I'm watching TMC, an old movie. Turn it on mine. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I don't even want to see that mess. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know because you, I mean, yeah, anyway. But uh, do we have we have Jeff back? Is Jeff, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Hello, can you guys hear me now? Yes, we can hear yeah. you now. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry about that. But, yeah, yeah. I, and I totally concur with what you and Jane just talked about. You know, this, this pathetic individual who's not a new Speaker of the House, you know, the same old tired line with thoughts and prayers and prayers. And, you know, and, you know, and this guy, he's a, an election denier. He's a cool plotter, you know. Uh, yeah. He was working with Trump to overthrow the government on January the 6th. So, well, that's, you know, that's a requirement for leadership in the Republican yeah. Party. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that is absolutely. the requirement. You have, to, you have to believe the lie, and you have yeah. to lie about not only believe it, but you have to lie, too. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, there I you go. Follower, and we, like I said before, and uh, I don't care if Mike Braun gets upset or Todd Young or Jefferson Shreve, you're not a party anymore. You're a cult. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And you're beholding to an orange con man, an orange demigod. And you guys either too stupid or too whatever is going on with you to see that. You know, this man doesn't care nothing about you, but yet you guys worship him. You know, he's a he's a predator, a crook, yeah. a thief, yeah. and y'all love yeah. it. And y'all love it. And you yeah. evangelicals, I don't want to hear no more about family. Yeah. But anyway, I want to talk about this main situation. And and I, I, and according to all reports, this guy, this, this Robert Card, who is militarily trained and, and uh it, uh, a firearm, like James said, a firearm inspector. But this guy is also a QAnon follower. Uh, he, he bought into the the big lie. He uh, he's a, he's a, he, he listens to Tucker Carlson on a, on a regular basis. Now I'm not painting a ball, but that all Trump supporters are wackos. But this guy is definitely a, a right wing fanatic. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know what, I Jeff? Yeah. Here's the thing, James and Jeff. Did you all hear that? Um, I didn't know this, but one of the uh, one of the representatives from Congress was saying just the very day before this shooting, uh, the led the the GOP led uh, majority passed some kind of legislation to make it easier for yeah. mental patients to get a hold of weapons of oh, war. Wow, that's, oh, that's yeah, to make it easier. Oh, and then the next yeah. day, this is what happens. So yeah, you, you, it's it's a bad situation. It's you know, bad situation. you know, and I, I and I was watching Morning Joe. This, 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 I didn't watch Morning Joe today. And he said, "Listen, you know, the people in Great Britain have mental problems. People in France have mental problems. People in Nigeria have mental problems. But they don't go out and commit mass murder." Mm-mm. So what is it about America that, you know, and, and, and you know, and we all know that the majority of people with mental illness do not go out and commit mass murder. But there was so, there was so many red flags out there. Even the Army and the and law enforcement mm-hmm. was aware that this guy, uh, uh, with his problems, he was delusional and, you know, conspiracy mm-hmm. theories and, you know, a daily dose of that QAnon garbage. And he recently, supposedly, this was about his ex-girlfriend. He was looking for his ex-girlfriend and. She wasn't at the bar, and suppose he just took it out on other people who were in the, uh, the in those particular locations. Well, I don't know, you know, if that's a fact or not, but they, that was one. Yeah, of the and I had, I had read right before we came down too as well that they were uh, searching a lake where the suspect's car was last yeah. seen. Um, oh, he has a boat. Uh, oh, he does. He has a boat. Mm. Yeah, he has a boat. And, and he can get across friends, the border. Listen, can get across. He the said, "This guy." <laughs> he said, "You're basically going to have to call the Green Berets in to get this guy." Because local law enforcement, this is just one of his close buddies, he says, you're going to either have to call the Navy SEALs or the Green Berets to come and get this guy because you guys ain't equipped to take him, you know, because that's how good this guy is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. So think about that. they got to send the Green Berets, the Marines, and the Navy SEALs to pursue this guy because local law enforcement ain't up to the tech. He said, this guy's got weapons galore. Yeah, the nation's the nation's not up to the task, and, and, he, and, it's, and it's he knows not. the woods there. And he, he knows, knows the waterways exactly, in the back alley. He knows the woods like the back of his hand. Like, he could be in that area. He might be gone up in the canyon, so they don't know where he is. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, and he, yeah. You say you basically have to call the Green Berets come and get this guy. Yeah. So, but, but, um, but yeah, I, I like I said, I can't process any more of these. I just I just can't. <laughs> No, I'm serious. It's just, it's infuriating because it's not a mental health problem. It's a ne- it's a gun problem. It's a gun problem. When you have more guns than citizens in your nation, something is wrong. Yeah. And and okay, own the guns. But what about weapons of war? It's a sick, sick society. 
And let me tell you something real quick, Tina and James. And James, you know this because we're both ex-military. You know, we're both Navy guys. Joe Scarborough is really something. So all you guys who are afraid that the government is going to take your guns, first of all, that's not going to happen. But then again, what are you, what you going to do if the government is going to take your guns away for you? An AR-15 ain't going to do too well against an armored vehicle or let alone a drone. So yeah. all you tough guys, come on, I dare the government come and take my gun. Trust me, there's a name. There's a guy by the name of, of uh, David Koresh. We all know what happened to David Koresh. Have a nice day, Tina and James. Yeah, uh, very good point about David Koresh and the illogical, the illogical rationalization of I want my AR-15 so the government can't come and get my gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you going to do with it? Which is what's being done with them now. Yeah, what do you do with people? It? They're slaughtering people, exactly. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, uh, but no, I, I just, I, it's just... I don't even know what the what to feel anymore with this. It's beyond you, isn't it, Tina, and beyond me too. I mean, what you want us to feel sympathy for something that you can make a fix to fairly mm. easily? I mean, you are not going to get them all back at once, but you can at least ban them. And that way, you know, if people see them, uh, especially people who this guy's been raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The, the, the suspect in the main killing spent two weeks um, being evaluated in a, in a mental hospital. And he shouldn't have never. All of his stuff, hardware, guns should have been taken away right there, right there, especially since he threatened the military base where he was, you know, uh, serving. Yeah. To shoot that up. No, Congress makes it easier for mental patients, no. men, you know, people with serious mental illness. Yeah, uh, to, to get guns. So, uh, and again, we have, th- this is no aspersions that are cast on people that have, you know, men, but with mental illnesses, with known history of whatever, you gotta, you gotta kind of go there. You do. Yeah. Uh, a known history of, of assault with military. Yeah, yeah, you do. But anyway. Uh, be that as it may, uh, James. Uh, last night's uh, and again, we're we're into open lines. Um, we're into open lines for now. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Um, something I did not see, but I watched some of the highlights and or not uh, of last night's uh, mayoral debate on uh, CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine. Jefferson Shreve and uh, Joe Hogsett. Final debate of the uh, campaign season. Um, we'll we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, the lines are open. 317-239-1310. We're going to talk about the uh, mayoral race. Uh, but uh, we do have a caller that wants to talk about that. Lisa, go ahead. How are you? Hi, how are you, Tina and James? Good, good. Hi, Lisa. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all right. I was at the Interministerial Alliance yesterday, and the mayor, Hawks, at, I mean, mayor, the mayor was there. 
and uh, they asked him questions about why he decided to change his mind about running again. He was only supposed to mm-hmm. do two terms. He said he explained to us that he wanted to finish the job mm-hmm. because there was more that could have happened and should have happened under him, but because of racial things, racial component. Because he helped, he helped in 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 the areas of giving money, the two million dollars towards the mental health thing. Uh, we had been fighting for that uh, uh, under uh, the Faith in Indiana. So mm-hmm. that has yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. That has come under him. Uh, so for this this guy that's come out of nowhere and say the same thing that he's doing and say that he's going to do this. This man has already done it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the and mayor, I right? Don't, I don't appreciate the other person coming in, doing that, and just, just kind of piggybacking. Mm-hmm. And where did he come from anyway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't ever see him in the neighborhood. At least I see I see that man that's in that office. I see him at the park. I see him at the Circle City Parade. I see him at the Interministerial Alliance. I see him at Martin University. I have never seen that man in the community. Mm. So if you all don't vote, this is not this is not going to be pretty. Mm. So vote your heart, but also vote for the person that's already doing the job. So, so Lisa, let me ask you one quick question: Have you have you did you ever know of Mr. Shreve ever before? Before never that? heard of him, never. And the commercials that I would see before he had that young lady on there talking about her son that had passed away, I had never seen a person anywhere near color on his commercials. When he saw that he needed the black woman's vote, then he put this black woman up there. That lady that that uh, Hallset put up there, he knows her. We know her. She was with Ceasefire. This is somebody that he has actually physically touched, talked to, worked with. Mm. That man is a liar. Mm. Okay. Have you voted, Lisa? Have you voted yet, or are you going to vote early? I I got my paperwork. I better get my butt down there. I am a precinct (laughs) uh, committee person. Sixty. You know they got all that confusion too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had to figure out where I was. I went down there to figure out what my boundaries were. New York. Pennsylvania and Massachusetts. Oh, you, as a as a precinct committee. Okay, well, got it. All right, well, thank you, Lisa. I don't know what I'm doing, though, Tina. I'm, I'm still learning. Okay, well, at least you're doing it. You're voting. You're yeah. voting. You're doing it, and that's what that's what we need. So, thank you, Lisa. Well, yeah, appreciate get, it. Get out and vote. That's all I can say. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the the, re, the review. You know the. Uh, the highlights and thing. I guess there was a little bit of attention uh, because a, a a question that Shreve has been asking uh, of Hogsett uh, over and over: uh, Where were you the night of the riots? Where were you the night of the riots? And and I guess Hogsett kind of tired of it and said, "You know, you're not listening. It's not like I was at home not doing anything. I was working. I was in the city county building." And then Shreve said he would have been walking through. Uh, downtown and would have been on the scene. I, you know, we if I could, I, I would have, should have. I, I kind of doubt that because, yeah. first of all, uh, uh, sometimes you're as 
as mayor or governor or president or what have you, security will only let you go yeah. in a place that where where they can secure where it's safe. And when right. something is unfolding like that, they're going to keep gonna see, you're not going to no. see anybody. I mean, you heard the the testimony about, you know, number 45 when he wanted to go to the insurrection and uh secret service said absolutely not. Um, you yeah. know, it's not safe there right now. And I think that that probably would have been the same thing uh, it had Shreve, well, if there was a mayor put Shreve, him in the middle of a riot. Yeah, there, there, there's no way his, his security would have allowed him to go into the middle of a riot. And I think it's ridiculous. And it, it shows, uh, I, I don't know, it, 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 but it's politics and that's what they're doing. It's politics yeah. and that's what they're doing. Like so could have, would have, should If I could have, would have, should have, you don't know that. And I, I would think that that would be highly unlikely. Um, but it is a talking point that he drives home. It's one of his talking points. And he, you know, he drives it home. It's just it, not realistic. Uh, to think that you would have to say that you would have been there because it's 99 percent of the time you would not have been there either. So, yeah. And to change your position, too, it's, it's kind, oh. of, kind of kind of funny. Like you you were a member of the NRA. You went to the convention and you uh, cast your ballot for for Trump, who's an NRA who was an NRA uh, president, and then all of a sudden you're going to change your position on assault weapons because the mayor's behind an assault weapons ban here in Indianapolis, and now all of a sudden you get religion, and you're changing now you're for an assault ban? Mm-hmm. That's, that's hard to, to, to believe. It's yeah. just hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, now, there we have it. Uh, election day, November 7th. Uh, so yeah. and, and I wanted to... I wanted to kind of clarify something, and you made it right, uh, about uh, absentee ballots. They had until yesterday, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the 26th, 26th, to get their application in for for that absentee, to to grab that application. Um, But once they get the application, they have until Election Day to turn those completed absentee ballots in. Um, so, you know, I think I saw a report where like 11,000 at that point, mm-hmm. uh, absentee ballots had gone out in, in Marion County. Um, and so they have until it says, yeah, your last October. And I probably should have made that more clear. It was the last day to request yeah. to request. Yeah. And yeah. You, you only had until midnight last night to request that. And it didn't, oh, it didn't make, a. Uh, you know, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. It, it, in fact, if you did, tried to do you, you weren't going to make it. You had to go and do it yeah. physically. Yeah. But once you received that absentee ballot, uh-huh. once you got it on time, yeah. it must be marked, signed, and returned by 6 p.m. Uh-huh. on Election Day, yeah. according to the uh, the website. You weren't gonna, yeah, you had to get it down there. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. uh, Raymond, go ahead. How are you? Sure. Are you there? Hi, yes. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Uh, all right. Uh, you know, I tuned into the debate last night. I didn't watch the other one, but what it, I was, I, I'll be honest, I was teetering on who I was going to vote for because of the statistics I'd been paying attention to. But what helped me last night make more of a solid decision, and I appreciated Hawk that uh, saying some of the things he did about what the reasons are behind the statistics and pointing out how homelessness actually happens in the shelters and even the status of downtown because honestly I was just reading what or hearing what people were saying and some of the facts but not knowing or or I guess really, really knowing what went into the information 
And he really pointed out things I just didn't know, you know, about why the homeless is the way it is or where the shelters are needed and how it happens and why downtown is like it is, you know, with a lot of the remote working mm-hmm. and the crime in the city and the addition of the police officers or more technology. Those are things he really pointed out, you know, because he had 60 seconds each time, and he got right to it. So that, that really solidified my, my decision-making because, i just be honest, I was paying more attention to the overall statistics but not the background in the statistics. Good. Okay. So, you know, and so it really affected me because a lot of times we hear the statistics, but we, I mean, I'll be honest, don't do the whole work to see why is that. I mean, there are some things that are cause and effect that take more time or cause and effect that mm-hmm. you really, really can't make an impact on because these things are much deeper than we, we, we see them as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I came away from the debate. All righty. Well, thank you for yep. watching. You going to vote? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I always vote in person. I just like to get the experience, and I want my sticker. Okay, I like my stickers, too. I like to save my stickers. I want my stickers. Okay, okay. All righty. Thank Thank you very much. You, too. Have a good one. Uh, San, go ahead. How are you? Uh, Tina, the Republican Party is a hot barbecue mess. Okay. It took them all this time to try to get, what, a speaker of the House? All all this time, while things that uh, Republicans are wanting the power instead of wanting to help the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm voting for a hog set. I don't care if he turns into Big Bird. The same reason why I said <laughs> I was voting for Biden, I didn't care if he was Mickey Mouse, because what we were looking at happened on January 6th. This man is, 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 is a psychopath, uh, a liar. Mm-hmm. It, it's unreal. But here's the thing. The reason why... They don't want us to know our history. The reason why they also want to just completely disband PBS is because we were in the we were in Congress during the Reconstruction. They don't want us to know what we had right after the, the slavery. Mm-hmm. We were going forward. Do you know I saw on something on PBS the reason why people there is a public school for all children because some south carolina congressmen put together a bill to make sure the poor children were also getting an education do you know what happened during world war ii pbs showed this they rounded up citizens Mm -hmm. japanese citizens whose sons were overseas fighting the war in World War II, they rounded them up and put them in concentration camps. That's yeah. what they did during war. And they don't want you and I and folks to know that. And there were guns on them. TBS covered that in the documentary, the facts, what people went through, uh, that if you tried to escape, you're citizens. you got boys that are fighting for the United States, fighting for the world. You were going to be shot. People don't think what they did also to uh, in, in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Black folk were saying, you know, we don't want your schools. We're going to do our thing. And they bombed them. Don't think that they want what they did in January 6th, that if they get that kind of power and that kind of control, this will not be a Democratic Party. And then they can bring the buses to round us 
up. This is no joke, y'all. I don't care what Hogsett does. I don't care. I'm voting because I don't want to get on the wrong bus to a concentration camp. Me, my family, my neighbors, my friends, and relatives. Okay? Mm -hmm. Vote, folks. History is depending on you and me. I got to vote. I'm going today. I was going to say, have you voted yet, Sam? Have you voted yet? That's what I was going to ask you. I'm voting today. I'm getting ready to leave out of here, and I'm going downtown, okay? (laughs) Sam? Sam? I always enjoy your comments. I, I really do. I wanted to tell you that. Yeah. I always enjoy your comments. And I voted. I voted. I voted. Well, guess what? I was on my way this morning. <laughs> got to, yeah, got to d- d- deter. You know, had to had to switch. But I have a definite. Uh, I'm definitely going tomorrow. Uh, and right. and my my daughter asked me. She said, "Can you watch uh, the baby while I go?" And I said, "Well." You know, maybe we should both go, and then I'll watch him while you go, and then you know that way you don't have to make a big thing of it. You know, so yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah we're right. she's she's but and I was telling my son, he said, where, what, what, you know, so he, but he'll go, yeah. he'll go, yeah, he doesn't Tomorrow, like it. the satellite. The satellite place is open. Satellite yeah, the satellite place is open tomorrow. So we'll go to one or the other, uh, I think. I, I'll ask her where's best. And yeah, he'll uh, he doesn't he doesn't work on Saturday, so he'll go. He'll go tomorrow. He will. He gives me a hard time, but he does. <laughs> I know he'll go. He'll go. All he, right. He, yeah, Ma. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Uh, Ron, go ahead. Lovely Tina and James wishing you all the best. Uh, I yeah, have Ron. two concerns, and I'm going to mention a third one. Have you ever heard of the name Sarah Rector? Now, don't stop there. My other concern is, what is an evangelical Christian, if I can hear you, if, what that is by definition in some way? Uh, in reference, in reference to what? what? What's it in reference to? How about the definition of the word evangelical? Yeah. Uh, oh, the definition of the word evangelical? Yeah, I had it one time. On. Yeah, it says of or relating to. What, what, again, what's this in reference to? Because what are you applying it to? What In reference to what? In reference to what is an evangelical Christian? Well, yeah, well, being in agreement with the Christian gospel, as is presented in the four gospels, is what it says here. But again, my question is, what? why are you asking for the... I, I'm not quite sure what you're asking. Well, you are, and you just answered my question. You just told me the definition. Now I want to move on to my next concern. Uh, when Jefferson Shree was busy building his $500 million business, maybe that's why we didn't see him in the community. Uh, we saw the mayor because that was part of his job. Will we get ready to uh, look at uh, look at this? you got to keep something in mind. Uh, Shreve lost all of his friends over at WIBC because he changed his mind about the Second Amendment. He may have had a chance to get elected when he changed his position on the Second Amendment, WIBC has ripped him a brand new one, and they are they are deliberately pushing white Republicans against uh, Jefferson Street because he changed his mind about uh, gun control here in the city. And Jefferson Street said he changed his mind because he lives here and he sees what guns are doing in our community. 
Mm-hmm. That's what he, he said. said isn't it? He, did not li- he did not like what mm-hmm. he saw in the city where he grew up in. And when he changed his mind and said he was going against uh, the Second Amendment, was going to try to talk to the people in the state house because that's that's the real place mm-hmm. that's going to make a difference is the people at the state state house. The mayor ain't going to do nothing why, about why, that. Why, but why you know he, what? Could he have changed his mind because he wants to get elected? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a campaign. He wants to. He wants to be 100%, mayor. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's why he's pursued the black vote because, as as Dion said. It's going to be hard to do anything in Indianapolis without the black vote. Uh, the mayor has been given the black vote the last eight years, and if we try to hold him accountable, what will we hold him accountable for? The condition of the city that that we have now? And next time around, he's going to quit. So you can't hold him accountable if he does or doesn't do anything, because he's going to quit. He's not going to run anymore. He'll be 70 years old. He's not interested in running a, 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 third, a fourth time because he's, he's, he's tired of this. He's through with politics, he says. So he's not going to run. So how will we hold him accountable for what he does or does not do or what he has done the last eight years? We vote him in again. We hold him accountable by voting him in again. And then uh, we don't have to hold him accountable the fourth time because he's not running again. And thanks for helping me with the uh, definition of evangelical, because I believe in telling people about Christ. So I might be evangelical. Well, I mean, that's why I ask you. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate your call. That's why I ask, because the term... It, never mind. Anyway, let's go on, James. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, um, but yeah, as in reference to Shreve, um, you know, when you see politicians running for office doing about face, mm-hmm. you have to ask the question: Why? I mean, yeah. did, did your whole psyche, does your whole belief system change right at midstream in the middle of a campaign? I mean, right after the primary. Uh, the, everything changed. You know, he, he, he comes on urban radio. Yeah, he goes yeah. to Black Expo. Uh, he starts, you know, doing different things. I, you know, we're having our Moselle Sanders lunch uh, next week, next Friday. I think it's next. Yeah, next weekend, next uh, next week. And my understanding is he's going to be there. Although at, during an election year, um, a lot of politicians come through there. But you, you, I've I've been to a whole bunch of Moselle Sanders lunches, and I've seen Hogshead and Andre and a whole bunch of other politicians, uh, Republican and Democrat. I ain't never seen a Jefferson Shreve, like uh, uh, Lisa was saying. I've never seen him uh, at a uh, uh, a Moselle Sanders lunch, fundraising lunch. Um, yeah, I understand. And, and you know what? If he comes and makes a donation and helps out, good. We need, you know, the, need all the money. But pay attention, like Lisa said, folks. Are you used to seeing him doing these things? Yeah. Or yeah. are we just and, seeing these because of right now, you know? Right. And Sands made some good points, too. Yeah. And according to the Indiana Democratic Party press release, as of October 26th, I believe that was yesterday, um, Mr. Sh- uh, a- an interview, which they provided a recording of mm-hmm. in this press release, revealed this year that Mr. Shreve, Jefferson Shreve, never once, for all of those who, who want to consider, and I hope everybody's voting, never once promoted an African-American mm-hmm. person to the executive board of his company he sold for $590 million, Storage Express. Not once in 30 years of old. That was, that was significant, wasn't it? 
in over yes, 30 years. Not one African-American was promoted. Not one. Yeah. That's, that's a generation or so. That's yeah, that's years. a lot. That's a lot. And it's it's something that easily could have been done over that amount of time, too. At least one. At least have some window dressing. Get, get, get your one. Get your one. Steve, go ahead. How are you? Hello. Um, I, help me understand this, please, Tina uh, and, and James. Uh, one is, if he's against the Second Amendment, how do we explain in the commercial the guy with the gun if you're against the Second Second Amendment? How do you yeah. explain that? Point. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Don't know nothing. Nope, nope, nope. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But these, you know what? Uh, discernment. Uh, you know, critical, analytical, all of those things go into how you choose to cast your vote. And, you know, if nothing, the questions that you ask are good ones. Uh, and, you know, you'll probably come down on the side that, um, you know, for whatever you find, you'll find that this either does work for me or it doesn't work for me. Uh, but the, the main thing is that everybody continues to vote. And, and Steve, oh, let me yeah, point I out, Tim, made a good point there. See, let me point out this, too. That, that commercial yeah, was a hogset campaign commercial. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have put something like that up there, you know, since he changed his position. It was his opponent that wanted people to see. This guy claims, this candidate, Mr. Shreve, claims that he now has changed his position, and yet the commercial shows he was at press conferences with supporters who were armed openly. Uh, yeah. That, you know, yeah, that's a hard right. That's a right angle change there, a hard right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, one one quick thing, guys, is, is uh, it is what it is because it's just like that one guy said, we heard him say it some years back, what have you got to lose? He's using that same blueprint. And uh, there were so many people drank the Kool-Aid back then, uh, Detroit. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's that's the same uh, game plan. It's, it's the same plan, just different disguise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's a, that's a term, Steve, that mm-hmm. Jeff likes to use. Drink Kool-Aid. <laughs> drink the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Indeed. righty. Thank you, Steve. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. James, uh, boy, my phone keeps going off. It 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 looks like, it looks uh, like the ground operation, the ground operation has started into yeah, the, uh, Gaza. Into Gaza. The ground. The tanks are ro- one. I mean, how many tanks are we looking at here? One, two, oh, three, four. The tanks are rolling in. The tanks are rolling it, in. It is now eight fifty one p.m. Mm-hmm. in Gaza, and it looks like the uh, the ground incursion in retaliation mm-hmm. for the attack, the horrendous attack on October mm-hmm. 7th, which uh, cost more than 1,400 surprise attack uh, mm-hmm. Israeli lives, 200 hostages, uh, the incursion to try to free those hostages and, uh, you know, to destroy the war machine that Hamas has become the terrorist organization is underway, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like the ground invasion is underway. Um UAW, tentative agreement. Yeah, that's good. Uh, with Ford, um, so I hadn't heard if they uh, made the agreement, but, but this is a breakthrough because the other two automakers besides Ford that they UAW struck against, Stellantis and uh, GM, General Motors, will be under intense pressure, Tina, to, mm-hmm. to fashion uh, a, uh, a, a contract uh, well, similar to the one that Ford 
has agreed with UAW with. And I think they, over four years, they, they, what they got mostly out of that is uh, not mostly, but the, the prime um, the, the the prime uh, prize, if you will, that they received the, the auto workers is a 25 percent. Uh, increase over four and a half years, 4.5 years, um, and, and well-deserved. I mean, uh, before this started and even now at the wages that they were at, which, you know, like a lot of things, kind of froze during the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, the two years, and everybody was stuck while prices were going up. Um, you know, so now they'll be able to – they weren't even able to buy the, the cars that they make. So now they, they, they will make some headway on, on that front. Mm-hmm. So that's a good that's good news indeed. Good sign, good sign, good news. Ain't that good news? That's good news. <laughs> Ain't that good news? Ain't that good news? Hey, um, speaking of good news, um, and again, for those who are uh, wondering about uh, what Congress Carson is doing in, in Congress, yeah. uh, his office just announced uh, – that he has been able to, uh, in part, you know, with his influence, uh, $75 million to Indiana for home energy assistance. So he has been instrumental in that. Um, Today, Congressman Andre Carson announced Indiana was awarded $75 million in funding for the low-income home energy assistance program, L-I-H-E-A-P, or LIHEAP, LIHEAP, anyway. Program will help individuals and families with low incomes pay their home heating costs this winter. Uh, The program can also be used to weatherize homes to make them more energy efficient and during disasters and extreme weather to mitigate energy emergencies. Uh, Congressman is quoted as saying no family should have to decide between keeping their house warm in the winter or paying for necessities like food and medical care. Um, Congressman goes on to say, yeah, as winter arrives, many of my constituents have told me they are worried about paying their energy bills. This program will provide much needed relief to hardworking families in Indianapolis and across the state of Indiana. So it won't be $75 million to Indianapolis, it's $75 million to the state, but... Uh, Indy, Indianapolis's EAP, it goes, you, you can, to find out more and to apply for some of this assistance that's coming our way, uh, go to IndyEAP.org. Again, IndyEAP.org uh, is EAP stands for Energy Assistance Program. And if you go to that website, you'll see, you know, your household size, last three months of household income uh, limitations or thresholds and uh, the important dates that you have to um uh, to, to abide by, uh, including um, online and mail-in applications and things of that nature, James. So this is this is huge. This is huge. Kudos to Congressman Carson in, in supporting these and in, in really being an advocate for these bills. That low-income home energy assistance program mm. is a lifeline, lifeline to seniors on fixed incomes, you know, who are low-income to uh, disabled, to others who can't, who can't, who have trouble making ends meet. Mm-hmm. This helps them in the winter so that their energy is, we all, you know, we've been talking about the last few weeks about energy costs and how everybody opposed the, the electric company, mm-hmm. AES's request for mm-hmm. uh, a raise that they claim would raise bills only $17. There's a lot of pushback mm-hmm. on that, that it would even be higher. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it, it, it's a real deal. People see double digit increases in their energy costs over the winter. Mm-hmm. And so this is a really, really good thing. Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. Hey, uh, let's take a quick break right here and come back. we got a lot more Community Connection coming up. We'll be right back. 
WTOC AM, W236CR Indianapolis, keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection, brought to you by Child Advocates, your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection, heading into our second hour. Open lines, and we can review. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. James, um, covered a lot of a lot of grounds. It's just, uh, wow, uh, boy, what's going on uh, around the world, what's going on here in the city. Um, the uh, satellite locations here in Marion County open tomorrow. Eight of them. Eight, eight, yeah. eight. And I want to make sure that everybody knows where they are and the hours. Uh, so let's let's get to them, James. It's Decatur yeah. Township Government Center, 5410 South High School Road. Franklin Township Government Center, 6231 South Arlington Avenue. MSD uh, Lawrence Education and Community Center, 6501 Sunnyside Road, Perry Township Government Center, 4925 Shelby Street, the Pike Library Branch, 6525 North Zionsville Road, St. Luke's United Methodist Church, 100 West 86th Street. James, I know you have some fond memories of standing in line up there. <laughs> yeah, for like seven hours. Seven hours, but you did it. You did it. Yeah. Uh, Thatcher Park Community Center, 4649 West Vermont Street, and the Warren Township Government Center, 501 North Post Road. So um, all of the other surrounding counties, um, Hamilton, Hendricks, Boone, uh, Hancock, and uh, let's see, what's the other one? Wait a minute. Hamilton, yeah, and Johnson. Johnson was the other. I knew there was one more. Uh, all of those locations uh, for early voting and things of that nature, everything you need to know, um, are on our website, praiseindy.com. Uh, there's there's just a whole lot of them. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, but I can give the websites for each of them. For Hamilton County, the website is um, Hamilton County, all one word, dot in, dot gov. That's for Hamilton County. Uh, for Hendricks County, uh, the website is Hendricks I'm sorry. The website is co.hendricks.in.us in Hendricks County. For Johnson County, um, the website is co.johnson.in.us. For Boone County, you just go to Boone, B-O-O-N-E, county.in.gov. Uh, for Hancock County, H-A-N-C-O-C-K-I-N, hancockin.gov. So, again... Um, those are the websites if you want to go specifically. Um, if you want to find out, you know, where in general, just go to indianavoters.in.gov. Um, and um, there we have it. So, uh, yeah, everybody needs to get busy voting. Get busy, yeah. get busy, get busy, get busy. So, uh, Jim, go ahead. How are you? Fine. Um, one thing is... Um, when they say that a Republican is not going to vote for another Republican, huh? uh, Republicans vote every election, every time. And one of the callers said that because of something that they're talking to the other Republicans, because Shreve changed his mind. Oh, okay, okay. Because Shreve changed his mind, Republicans are not going to vote for him. Republicans vote in every election, every time. 
Democrats don't vote in every election, every time. And uh, my main point is that if Free was to get in office, who do you think he's going to listen to? Do you think he's going to listen to me or you or the Republican Party that control this whole state? Mm -hmm. People need to take that into consideration. Who will Shreve listen to if he do get elected? That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Well, interesting question. Anonymous, go ahead. <laughs> Hi. Um, am I on? Yes, you are. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, yes, I wanted to talk about voting. Um, very, um, uh, it's very important that everybody vote. You mentioned that early on the show. Uh, back in, well, it seems like black people have discerning spirits. They may not all be educated, but they do have discerning spirits. And they know right from wrong. And I just think that you go by what what is really good for us as as uh, the black race. And if something is working, continue to vote for it. Be very careful. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Careful of, of voting for people we don't know anything about. A lady earlier talked about uh, she had never heard of the man that's that's running there for mayor. I never heard of him either. And so we need to just be very careful about what we do and how we vote. Mm -hmm. Have and you voted I, yet, or are you going to vote? I, I tried to go by today, but we don't start until tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. Uh huh. And I do vote. Have always voted, mm -hmm. and encourage all my family members to vote. Right. And uh, so, um, yeah. And and you can tell. You you can look at people. Black people can look at people. They have that discerning spirit. If something doesn't look right through the eyes, be careful. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Demons right there looking right at yeah, you. Yeah, you know what you know, don't you? <laughs> yes, you know what you know. <laughs> you know what you and, know. And stop going by what other people do and that mm -hmm. makes me angry because for instance if one governor in florida does something then the governor in kentucky does the same thing mm -hmm. it is different yeah. all people are different yeah. why people don't have individual minds mm -hmm. you know um to, to do the right thing uh people are scared but that's not good at all but mm -hmm. black people particularly you have that discerning spirit you mm -hmm. vote for who you know if something is working good keep it up there you go you know? there you go hey i love love the call love the call thank yeah, you so very much too, uh james he must uh, his ears must have been burning 
because <laughs> we just, well, not just, but mentioned him a little bit earlier. We welcome yeah, him we back. We welcome him back. Dr. Tommy Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I didn't see, we didn't see James yesterday. No, no, James wasn't there yesterday. Yeah. No, James was on a tractor cutting acres of grass. That's where he was. Well, I'm glad you were on a tractor in Indianapolis <laughs> and not yeah. in Maine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you did you finally get to get something to eat, Doctor Brown? You, I, they they put a side order for me to take home. Oh, good, 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 good. No, and, but I did go an early vote today. Oh, well, right. thank you. Hey, how about it? Round of applause for Doctor Brown. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and yes. I took off the table about three or four of them little things that I vote. Oh, you you got your stickers, so you got extra stickers. <laughs> yeah, but, but all I'd like to say to you, uh, to both of you, in behalf of downtown at the city, mm-hmm. all of those persons were beautiful, complimentary, compassionate people, be yeah. they black, white, or whatever colors we come up with. Mm-hmm. And being there, I, of course. Of course, everybody would remind me who I am. If if they couldn't remember their name, then they knew my daddy's name. But all, <laughs> all I'm saying, even some of them threaten me. We want you to send us a sandwich tomorrow. You, I, huh? <laughs> I said, is a subway you want? And then they looked at me and said, never mind. You you go home. All, all I'm saying is the the atmosphere, the energy yeah, that's good. at the city county yeah. building for people. The technology is blowing my mind, uh, James and, and, and Tina. It's, uh, see, I knew how to pull down the little thing and all of that. And mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now you just tap here, go next, and all of that. Yeah, and it wasn't a long bell, it was it, Dr. Brown. It was like... Um, a couple of races, right? I just had two races on my ballot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm looking at this, you know, everything is developed. I wanted to ask the question, and the young lady who was guiding me, she was so nice. I had to compliment her. I wanted to ask him, is this artificial technology? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, the the uh, the energy I would encourage, and I'll be doing that, go on and vote. I won't get into the arguments of who you vote for. I just say to your audience and my audiences is, Vote for the person and don't play the game to the party because the party is an enterprise. The person is who is to be a leader. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. 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 Did your dad ever, boy, did he ever push Mm -hmm. voting and, you know, civil rights and the rights of the poor? Hey, James, James, while you said that, I just want to throw you a softball. James, (laughs) my dad, King, and all of them were not in the struggle of the movement for civil rights. What was it for? Think about that, James. I know all of you all were, some of you have been born. They were talking about a movement of liberation and freedom. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can (laughs) label liberation and and freedom or civil rights, whatever you want to. It was, I think, kind of removing the, the, the bonds Removing the bonds that were around the 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 Afro-American people in this nation, you know, they couldn't get jobs you where they wanted. They couldn't work. They couldn't go to school where they wanted. They couldn't even get and a bank loan. Liberation. 
Yeah, liberation. <laughs> freedom. No, 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 no. You're right. I, I was liberation. But when they gave us civil rights, they enterprised civil rights, and then our civil rights didn't become like white civil rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They they sort of interspersed other things with civil rights that was really a movement for freedom um, that was successful. And you're right. Then they just kind of piled other things on there, mm-hmm. other groups, uh, and said, you know, you're kind of in the same bailiwick. You're kind of in the same movement, but they, that, it didn't start out as that. Although, um, when Dr. King was assassinated, after that, his wife kind of took on some of those causes as well, oh, yeah. LBGT rights and things like that. Yeah. And, and see, the new challenge is, and Tina, uh, like yesterday, the event I thought was excellent. Don't you think so, Tina? Yes. Um, I, I'm sorry, say that again, because I, I my, my, my hear... He said he thought the event yesterday was excellent. You know what? I, I really did. I really did. In fact, uh, uh, Reverend Payton and I were talking this morning, and we were already talking about next year and how we can improve it and what we can do and what we can, you know, have to, to make it better. And, um, you know, even better. But, uh, you know, maybe... A piece of fish on the, you know, I don't know, for the vegetarians, a piece of fish on the, you know, everything, even right down to, to the food. But I, I think it's important to be able to, you know, we don't, I, you know, sometimes people, we take each other for granted, you know. We've been around, we know each other, we know the, the people and, and what have you. But we don't often take the time to say, stop and just say thank you. You know, we just, just you know, just to say thank you and um, nothing major. And wasn't, uh, what it, wasn't uh, Reverend Janae, wasn't she awesome? Uh, let me say it this way. That sister, okay, I have to say to myself, Ron, don't, don't get crazy and go <laughs> use the wrong language. The sister was phenomenal. Uh-huh. Her message, her message, and I'll get a chance to talk with her. Her message, and I was, you know, Peyton and I were sitting at the same table. And her message about Mario Angelo, uh-huh. who I knew, and she talked about the cage birds. I know why the cage birds oh, sing. Yeah. And, now, and I'll catch this, both of you. The way she laid it out, and Tina was there, the way mm-hmm. she laid it out, I tried to throw Peyton. I said, she is talking about the cage bird that singing really is about black female leadership in ministries. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> you went okay, okay. They look at me as if they say, "Oh, Brown, here you go." And and the, and the cage that that but it fits. In it is, fits. It's been the black religious experience of males keeping that cage bird from coming out. But then she mm. flipped it and started talking about Jonah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 And then Jonah's in the whale. Now Jonah's you know how I picked up. Jonah, black religious ideology is in the whale of Christian racism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. And and but she didn't take it that way. That oh, was she didn't. Me okay. Creating my own paradigm mm-hmm. of understanding because in the experiences of the black community historically is that a black woman's place was where the system places her. Mm. Mm. And mm. this cage bird singing, I looked at her as one that's singing that has got out of the cage. Wow. Mm. Now, because wow. the sister was tough. 
She was. And, you know, they, they used to say back in the day when, you know, a, a young person or just anybody that, that would be preaching and the elders would say that boy got something on him or that, you know, yeah. we, you, we could say that about Pat, that, that that woman has something on her. She yeah. she really does. And uh, a lot of our sisters have it. Yeah. Who confines yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, the, the system. I mean, it's just like it's not only the church, but that's a good example uh-huh. Um, Pastor, I mean Reverend Brown, Dr. Brown. That's yeah, a good example. Say Tommy Brown, James. all of them, all of them, Reverend no. <laughs> Pastor. But all you know of, what? It circles. Okay, it's some of it circle. Go ahead, James. Yeah, I was going to say it's not. It's not just in the religious circle, the religious genre. It's everywhere. It's throughout every industry. Yeah, that's true. Women have been held back. Mm-hmm. They're paid less. They're promoted less. They are treated worse, and it's been that way throughout the history of this democracy, this nation, this democratic republic. There you go. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it would hearken to me, it, it, what comes to mind is uh, the book uh, by uh, Dr. Williams, Theron Williams. Oh, yeah, Theron? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, white, uh, what was it? Uh, it's, white, oh white theology. The, uh, and the black church. And the black church. Yeah, white black theology. Church and white but, theology. But he would argue in that in that book, because I was reading it, I was reading it, you know, some more parts of it the other night, and he would argue that that is a direct result of the white evangelicalism that the black church has adopted that needs to get real about the the influence and the impacts of white evangelicalism, the the sexism You're correct. that exists, the racism that exists, those are all remnants of the white evangelicalism that uh, we have embraced and and passed on and passed on and passed on. And and his book would argue that we need to recognize it for what it is and rise above it because that is not who we are. I mean, it's just it's just kind of interesting because when you said that, I thought about the points that he was making uh, in that book. Now, there's one word uh, both of you lock on. I call it the D word. And mm-hmm. the word. It's all about dominance. You remember that? Oh, control, yeah. yeah. Dominance, control. Yeah, because that's, 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 the, that's what the church in America came out of. Remember, was it the, the you, you know Dr. Brown, I, I haven't studied it, was it the African Methodist Episcopal Church or yeah. was it the, AME, you got AME yeah. and you got CME. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And so one of them, I read a story, I can't recall the name, the guy who kind of founded that was a black man. They allowed him to kind of sit behind the door in the back to listen. Mm. I mean, to, to church services. Mm-hmm. That's how they started. They never allowed Afro-Americans to attend their churches, and mm-hmm. they taught from that, uh, that, that crazy ideology they, 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 they think they got out of Genesis mm-hmm. yeah. where that, that the, 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 the fathers of the black race were cursed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's how the whole thing. And, and right now my point is that that's kind of the ideology now. I mean, some black people still have that mindset of they're a slave or they the slave there's only so much they can do yeah because I, I can, because the theology that yeah. that they were taught in the name of the book of course is black church white theology yeah. um, thank you uh, dr williams uh, black church white theology yeah, and and again in that in that book james it, it it just goes beyond that because if 
it 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 goes to white it's the roots of white supremacy is what he's saying in the book too dominance dominance yeah power control and dominance and so therefore you have to preach it in this way in order for you to remain in control in power and dominant mm-hmm. exactly in the gospel if you if you take the gospel at its word at its core there, there are no differences in the the creatures that God created. We're all equally valued by the Creator, mm-hmm. in my view. So, I mean, this this hierarchy that they have set in place, it's this order, uh-huh. mm-hmm. is is totally against the word that they preach. Well, yeah, but it but it puts them at the pinnacle, though. They yeah. they have to be at the top, yeah. uh-huh. and therefore that's where the images come from, because the images yeah. keep them in you know at the pin. So all you know the argument and everything else, but that uh, that was just just one of the many. But do- see, Doctor Brown always takes us there, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He yeah, does going, all, don't he? You all sound like theologues, theologians. <laughs> oh, I had nothing of the sort. <laughs> <laughs> and James said gospel, and I'm saying, and that was mm-hmm. the word they used mm-hmm. to list uh, three to four of the books, which was in Greek meaning what? Good mm-hmm. news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good, the good news, news for our dominance. <laughs> yeah, and and you're right. I heard you say this before at the beginning. It was like the way. It was the way. That's they were the kind of what they of followed. The way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. They had the, and their symbol was the fish. You remember Thank the you. biblical story That's about right. him taking the coin out of the fish? Because they had to hide in caves. I mean, they could not worship mm. in freedom. Mm-hmm. They would kill them. Remember yeah. the words, and I know you all heard it, the Colosseum and the catacombs. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, That's where they hid, the catacombs, the caves. the catacombs. While the wow. Colosseum was sacrificing them, and they yep. would worship in the catacombs, and their operation was a community, a communion, and they would practice the, the communion law, the, the communion service, mm-hmm. and at the same time, they created a way to organize themselves mm-hmm. to be a community. Yeah. Wow. There was no cooperation. Was, there was no competition there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Dr. Brown, Dr. Brown. <laughs> Tina and and James. Tina. Yeah. Well, thank you again for for yeah. being, and we thank you for all you do. You've been with us for a long time, and we, you know, we uh, there's no way to to say thank you enough for that. But we do want you to know how much we deeply appreciate you and all you do. And your wisdom. And, and thank you all with your energy, because people talk about age, and I'll I'll leave you with this statement: age. Age is nothing but an experience of your youthfulness in life. So as you age, you're aging in youthfulness. (laughs) Yeah, and you have seen many more sunsets and sunrises than somebody who is younger than you. So it's not like you're better than them or even, um, you know, you are valued at more than them, but... Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. They call it like a sage. It's because you've been through more sunrises and sunsets. So 
you know a little bit more. I mean, a little bit. I mean, you know, you <laughs> might not know everything, but you know a little bit more if you're paying attention. Yeah, and every day as you and I are talking, we're all speaking from our present past and our present futures we're dealing with in our present now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Doctor, I'm going to do something the devil won't do for you all. I'm going to leave you all alone. Well, for, first of all, before you do that, who you got tomorrow? Oh, t- you, that's a, oh, um, oh, good, uh, the great, great, great grandniece is going to be interviewed uh, of Harriet Tutman with uh, Jeremiah Lockett. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> That a direct descendant of Harriet Tubman. Oh, that's right. She's uh, she's going to be a guest Saturday at the uh, at the Harriet Tubman uh, Charter School under Jeremiah Lockett over at Zion Baptist Church on 46 in Arlington. So we'll have her on. She's in town, and we'll have her on at the at the beginning, talking to us. The great 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 had to do three greats mm-hmm. of Harriet Tubman. I never know when to put in those once and twice and three You're times removed. I don't, welcome to the club. I don't know how <laughs> to do it. This is a woman that. who went multiple times during slavery and the Civil War down to the South. Thank Harriet you. Tubman. Yeah. Her own peril. They had a $50,000, at least a $50,000 reward. You know what $50,000 was back in the 1850s. Yeah, that was worth about $10 million. Yes. Yeah. And so she went. Well, look, look at the economy she was disrupting, though. Yeah. <laughs> look yeah. at that. That was worth about billions. So she, you know, they were, they were going to peel it off mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to, to go go after it's her. Historic. But that, that that's, that's, that's a good point, yeah. James. That's a real good point, that historic, money. Historic, historic guess. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Dr. Brown, you have a pleasant one, and and have a great show tomorrow. We'll be listening. Okay, all right. All right, take care. Thank you. And, uh, boy, a direct descendant of Harriet Tubman. Tubman. I love it. That is more than something. That's fantastic. What a get, what a get. So Thomas Thomas, uh, uh, Griffin and uh, Dr. Brown. We'll be, yeah. be handling that. So, uh, James, we're going to take a quick break and come back. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about marriage and engagements and staying together and growing together, all that stuff. All yeah. that good stuff. All that good stuff right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. And James, as always, on a Friday, we get to a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to a lot. We're going to get to a lot more. Um, You know, as I was saying at the top of the show, according to the most recent reports from the American Psychological Association, James, uh, and this is no surprise, roughly 40 to 50 percent of first marriages end in divorce. Uh, Yeah, yeah, more than half. But the divorce rate for second marriages is even higher, uh, with approximately 60 to 67 percent of those ending in divorce. So, it is. So, why is this? happening and what's the solution well those are two questions that you know you just really can't answer in you know well this is this and this is that but there is hope because next weekend our next guests are going to host a two-day conference for married and engaged couples it's called let's grow together here now are randall and leah rosenthal the host of let's grow together uh Rosenthal's, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for putting this together. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank, thank you, Miss Tina. Yeah. Thank you for thank having, you for us. having yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Rita Green too for uh-huh. 
getting us this. Yeah, day. yeah. You know what? And Rita, Rita is likely to just dance in here any minute. Then again, maybe not. But we lo- we love Rita around here too. Yes, so, ma'am. you know this uh, this Let's Grow Together uh, conference. Uh, you were saying that this is your second annual, second one. So why did you do the first one? Oh my gosh. So. Um, I am currently at CTS Christian Theological Seminary, mm-hmm. um, working on my master's in marriage family therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a passion of mine, and mm-hmm. just seeing you just read some statistics, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing all the divorce rates, seeing all the people that call and maybe talk about their marriage and their husbands and their wives, and just seeing our friends have gotten married now the divorce. It was just like it's time to do something exclusively for couples and marriages mm-hmm. to build a deeper connection between them. So, so you tell, let's hear your story first. I, you oh, know, wow. I, I ask you in the break how <laughs> yeah. long you've been together, how long you've been married, because together and married are two separate things. That's you all right. were together. Yeah. So, just just a summary of, of, of your story. Yeah, they're both this uh, James. They're both smiling just from ear to ear. <laughs> okay. They so, are just well, smiling. believe it or not, you know, go, go right the ahead. first time Randall seen me, he asked me jokingly to marry him the very first time oh, wow. yes. so so the catch that, so right? what it was when i saw her in my mind in my heart i knew i was gonna marry her so i said it out loud and uh, i wasn't supposed to do that so uh, no, no impulse control right it, i had no control I when i like, saw her what? so wow. i knew i was gonna make her my wife so we we, wow. we we dated and got to know each other for about two years and uh now we're like i said this year we celebrate 15 years of marriage 17 wow. years oh, together Congratulations. Yeah. That's beautiful. that is really beautiful 17 15 years of marriage 17 years of being together so uh so you are the start of the the conference i guess and yes that was your idea yeah, yeah, and I'm supporting her all the way. And I, <laughs> okay. I, now I love couples too, but this is her passion, and I'm with her every oh, okay. step of the way. So yeah, I kind of drug him along, but he's doing good. I mean, he mm-hmm. he definitely has a marriage mindset, and he wants couples to thrive together as well. Yeah, as me. So you know, you know, the title uh, of the conference, let's let's grow together, um, James and and Rosenthal's. It, it yeah. just remind when I read it. You know what? In my head, I started thinking, let's stay together. You know that Al Green yeah, yeah. song? Yeah, let's stay together. Yeah. Let's stay together. Yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought about. Uh, hey, there, hey, hey. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's, there it is. yeah that's, that's what I was talking about. But from the, um, you know, regarding, uh, thank you, Scott. <laughs> that, that was fun. Um, but the, the, let's stay together. The same report from the American Psychological Association suggests that the average um, amount of time couples are together before divorce is eight years. So how significant is the Grow Together title and theme that you have, Rhythm of Love? Because when you talk about growing together, you know, Al sings about it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Let's let's stay together. But but growing together and, and that's. That's big. It's another ball game. Yes, it right? is. Yeah, yeah. Well, what we used to, to, or what we say is, if you don't grow together, you're gonna you can grow gonna apart. Grow apart. Yeah. Mm. Um. So it's a continual thing, and I think that's why, uh, if you're not constantly pouring into your marriage, pouring into your spouse, relearning, because we grow, everything grows. The whole universe is mm-hmm. is on a, a growth pattern, right? So if you look at your mate the same way, you know the person that he married 15 years. Ago. I mean, I'm not the same. Not the same. So yeah. we grow. So it's important for you to grow together. Mm-hmm. And that's what we try to do at Let's Grow Together, just to give us tools um, to reconnect, to deepen the um, connection and the emotion, mm-hmm. um, the longing to thrive, building legacy together. All those things are important yeah. in a marriage. Yeah. But number one cause of divorce. 
Ooh, it's a couple of things. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would say is, is the it biggest, financial? Is it financial? Yeah. Yeah. Financial and communication part. Financial, communication, mm-hmm. um, you know, sex, intimacy can be a major part. Um those, yeah. those yes three no. alone. Yeah, yeah, sex intimacy, yes or no. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, yes. okay, she said yes. I okay. say it is. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and it yeah. falls with communication because at the end of the day, she's not a mind reader and I'm not a mind reader. So if we're not getting what Intimate we need, relationships, yeah. From we need to tell each other that. That brings to, on Friday night, we're going to have a discussion about his needs and her needs. That way mm-hmm. we can dive in with the with mm-hmm. the doctor, the panel. We have two doctors on the panel where we can have couples come up mm-hmm. to have conversation and talk about what they have been lacking or what they need. So yeah. it, it puts it boils down to. Yeah. And how often have you heard couples say, well, you should know. We've been together this long. Well, how come you don't know? You should know what I want for know. Christmas. You yeah. should know what I like to eat. And then the love language, you know. What is your love language? Love yeah. language. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and being able to, because that's a learning curve right uh-huh. there. Yeah. And when you yeah. get together, I think this wrong expectation, you know, automatically, he automatically mm-hmm. knows what I want. She automatically should know. But no, it's a learning curve. Because sometimes, newsflash, we don't even know what we want. We no. we think we might want something, but we'll grow and it'll change. Yeah. So it's a constant thing. What What about people or, or uh, couples? Have you ever experienced this where one couple says they feel like the other party took a tool, got out as soon as they said I do, mm-hmm. got a toolkit out and started trying to fix them and create them in oh, the way? God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the toolkit. Oh God! A lot of, I, I've seen it to where people think if they get married, they can change somebody. Well, exactly. Yeah. You said it the way I should have said it. It, it, yeah. it doesn't work that way. You know, my, the best thing I had to learn was I got to mm-hmm. work on me. Mm-hmm. I can't fix and change anything that's going on with her. Mm-hmm. I got to focus on me. And then typically change. stuff will go yeah. the way it needs to go. Expectations mm-hmm. indeed. Uh, by the way, guess who's here? Who? Rita. Is our big sister? Rita, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Like she, she's using electronics, uh, so she's calling also, in on the phone. She's using great. technology. Put my technology. sister in. Rita Green, how are you? I'm good, Tina. How are you? First of all, thank you so much. You always give the best information and interviews. So I'm just... Well, bless your heart. You're far too kind. Entire process. <laughs> uh, but I'm so excited about this conference, November 3rd and yeah. 4th. This is going to be so amazing. And I didn't know um, that that the uh, Rosenthal's, when they met, that Randall... Um, <laughs> I yes. thought that was such a beautiful... Isn't that sweet? That is so but sweet. My parents met the same way. My, my father and my mother who have now been together for 45, been married for 45 mm-hmm. years. Um, they When when they saw each other, my mom was, you know, a cheerleader at Pike. And mm-hmm. um, my dad, he uh, went to Manuel, and they were just coincidentally at a party. And my dad um, had just pulled up. My mom had stepped out of the car, and he looked at her and said, I'm going to marry you. Wow. Oh, my goodness. See, that's that what I was thing? supposed to say, Rita. I was supposed to say, I'm going to marry you, but I asked her to marry me. So okay. she looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. So, uh, so James, um, a lot, so much of this is ringing true that, that you hear, you know, the, especially the longer you live. Yeah, and I, I wanted to kind of drill down a little bit on this great couple we have on here today's mm-hmm. experience because they were together right for – for two years before they got married, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that, mm-hmm. Yes. That's what my notes are saying. So here's the question. It comes up now. I'm trying to, I know this is a AM station and everything, but what's your view on intimacy? Is that the right word? Before marriage, would that help or hurt chances that it would 
continue on and there would be no separation or divorce. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we're Christians. So <laughs> our take is on the Bible. But when you when you think of intimacy, sex is such a powerful force. And I think uh, the world that we're living in today, we really downplay it. It's like, you know, with this person, sleep with this person, with this person. But what it's doing is really connecting you, spirits, souls, everything. The soul tie thing is real. So a lot of people, um, they jump into intimacy too quick. Well, in a recreation way for the most part. I mean, it, yeah. it almost seems like yeah. it's recreational, yeah. like you go to a basketball game or go pick up a... a, a yeah. But anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I got to try this out before I move forward, right? Is what they say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it's true. and what happens okay. is you end up just connecting with this person that you barely know, so uh -huh. it's going to breed uh, emotional you know, connection, and mm -hmm. it's going to breed this type of connection, and then you're going to be moving in this, this, mm -hmm. that, and it's kind of going to, mm. like, catapult. So when things go wrong, you didn't really give a time to explore each other's minds. Mm. Families. Families mm. is important. And a lot of people don't talk about that. But when you're marrying somebody, you're coming into a system, a family system. You know, so getting, taking time to know those things, and you know, instead of just jumping in the bed right away, mm. is so important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Miss, Miss Leah, I think you make a great point if I could do a follow-up, Tina. And that is that... The family. Actually, I've read where it's not the woman marrying into the guy's family, but it's the guy marrying into the woman's family for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to. What do, uh, what do you mean, James? Um, because I think she is like she's like the focus of the family. She's dominant. So she says, "Really? Yeah." You know, okay. we, we say, "What? What are we going to do for Thanksgiving?" If you say, "Well, I want to," you know, like order a pre packaged dinner or a pre-cooked dinner and she says well i want to go see my family guess where you're going to likely end up going <laughs> going to see her family because i just think that the woman is the center of the family and her her family it seems to me is 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 dominant especially in her eyes and it's, it's like you're marrying into a family whereas your family's good too i mean the the woman ends wow. up you know accepting your family but it, hers is the core to me and the, the last thing i want not the last thing but the next thing i wanted to ask um uh, leah and randall is what about you said that that there may be things about the person that you are dating you are um going out with what is it that that might surprise you later that you don't really see evident at first when you are dating them oh yeah that happens all the time uh when they say you're dating or marrying the representative <laughs> yeah it's different, it's different. yeah when, when you don't know that and, and when you move until you move in with somebody because you can it could be all good and roses and you start living with somebody you see ways that they have that you don't like that you don't realize that was there especially with me her me and leah we didn't move in together until we got married we, oh, the first year you know, was, oh. oh, God, it was, I wanted to be out the first year because it was just like, we <laughs> like, what did, what did oh I, God. I didn't sign up for this, yeah, you know, but yeah. you won't really know until you move in with somebody, you know. It's, yeah, it's, do they it, like it, to wash the dishes or yeah. they take out the trash, yeah. important to them about housekeeping. And then, you know, we're layered beings anyway, you know, spiritual beings. There's there's layers to everything. So mm -hmm. you really can't really expect, oh, we're going to date for a year or whatever. Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to know everything about you. No. It, I mean, as people, people let you see what they want you to see. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. They let you, you know, and, and so there's yeah. there's a learning curve there. Uh, we have uh, Vince. Go ahead. How are you? You have a question. 
Okay, what are you curious about? Uh, well, being able to be in a relationship, and I'm trying to confuse. I'm kind of confused, but at the same time, I still want to learn about this person that uh, I'm talking to. Okay, there are a lot. Okay, yeah. well, this person is more of a. I, I, well, this person, I can say this. This person is. Um, a pastor, and I'm not a pastor, but I do believe a pastor. A pastor, yes. Okay, the person is a pastor, and you're not a pastor, and so you're I'm wondering not, about no, and no. no, I'm nature. I'm a nature boy. Oh, okay. But so I do believe in God. Of course, I believe in God, but I'm not no Christian, no Catholic, none of that. Oh, okay. Well, so no, I, I'm just no, I'm not none of that. I, I, I do believe in God, of course. Okay, but so you're not a regular. You're, you're, I believe in God in my own way. Okay, so your your concern is that this person uh, has a relationship and and is a regular churchgoer and and things of that nature, right? Oh, her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, she's a pastor. You yeah. keep saying pat. She is a pastor. No, she is. I'm not. She, okay. She is a pastor. Yes, ma'am. She's a woman of the, cl okay, okay, we got it. Yeah. But she say she's not, I don't know, I mean, she just say that she, no, nothing. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So are you guys dating? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we, yeah, pretty much we talking, yeah. You're talking, what does that mean? Uh, my first date would be tomorrow with her. So you, you've, okay, so oh, you're going to go out for the first her. Okay. So you're concerned, you're concerned about future, about, yeah, you know, just getting past the religious. first date. Yeah, the yeah. religious differences being the yeah. fact that she is yeah. a pastor. Does she yeah, have a... She, well, she's an older one. She's, what, 55, 56? Okay, that's, oh, okay. Okay. I'm 44. That don't mean. I mean, it's eight. Okay. But 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 you're you're concerned about the fact that she is a pastor or a reverend or a preacher, right? And you're not. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do we tell them? Yeah. I. I, I well, we have our guest here. We have our date. guest. Go yeah. on a date. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, you know, you and you pose a legit worry, concern, question. Not yoke. Being yoked. Yeah. Yoked. Yoked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's if it doesn't come up, you know, on the first date, second date, <laughs> you guys are probably going to have that conversation. Being that she is a pastor. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure, you know, that's going to come up at some point in time. So that is something that you want to think about. And just anyone. Mm -hmm. um, just do we connect spiritually? Do we connect emotionally? Mm -hmm. uh, what are, that's what are What are the requirements? What are the, what's the parameters in terms of what it is that she does? And and can you, can you accept that? And can that work, you know, can that work for you? You know what, Tina? Uh, yeah. Vince seems like a prime candidate for this conference coming up on November. Yeah, Vince ought to come. Y'all tell Vince how to. <laughs> come on, Vince. Come on, Vince. Come to the, come to the conference. Check out let's yeah. com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, William, real quick. Right now. Go there right now, Vince. And I want to, I just kind of want to circle back around to this comment about 
the wife's family being more important. How much of that is the wife's family being more important um, versus yeah. the husband wanting to invest in his wife and wanting to put her first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. That's that's why I think you hit it on the head. Wow. I think you're right I, on the head. You know what? But here's the thing, because I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm thinking how I grew up, and my father, my father's from a family of 10. Mm-hmm. And when whenever we talked about re- it, everything was his family. My mother was an only child, and, and you know there wasn't a whole lot there. Mm-hmm. But even before that, it was all his. So whenever I talk about a cousin family, but ninety nine percent of the time I'm talking about my father's Your side, father's right? Side. Because that you know we had the dominant grandmother, we had the mm-hmm. dominant grandfather who played such a huge role in our life. We had the you know I had the aunts and the uncles and all of the I grew up with all the, the cousins, all daddy's side. My mother's side I barely knew mm-hmm. and barely grew up with, and it wasn't that it wasn't that there was no deference to him. It's just that there, you know, there weren't very many of them, you know, not around. So, but I do see the point. What Rita's saying is that that does happen in a lot of families. It just, it's never really happened. I never really saw that. Yeah. Woman. And she is, I mean, if you look at any family, I think, particularly African-American family, the woman Mm -hmm. to me seems to be the more dominant, the central part of it. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, it it can be. And, and, and. uh, so, so go ahead. Yeah, you know, I don't, so I can't totally relate <laughs> to uh-huh. that. More of what you said. Mm-hmm. I think every family is different. They are. Depends they are. The yeah, it depends it on depe- the family. Definitely yeah. depends on the family. Because like I was raised by my grandparents, so but my grandmother was the dominant person. Uh-huh. So that means uh-huh. we were. Uh, on her side of the family, yeah, my, which was so. my mother. Mm-hmm. So my mother's side was more dominant. I knew my father's side, but not a whole lot. So yeah, it was really yeah, about the yeah. dynamic of the of that of the particular family. family. Yeah, yeah so. it, every family dynamic is a little different. But I can see, what, what's the old saying? You know, your, a daughter is a daughter all of his, her life. You know, a son is a son until he takes a wife. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah something, something like that. Like, you know, well, when your son gets married, he, you know, whatever you say, dear. Okay, yep, yep, yep well, yeah. we're here, over here, we're over here. Uh, we got a couple of callers I want to get in real quick. Denise, uh, Denise, go ahead. Yeah, I just, the last caller, for that comment for that, that he asked, one thing I know, that's going to raise some issues because okay. one person's faith is strong mm-hmm. in church, and you try to date a person that's faith is not that. Sure, mm-hmm. God can change them. Sure, things can work out, but it's going it's going to be a wedge there and and the man, and what that faith requires because you know not yeah. just faith that you know is faith and then a leadership position in that faith and there are a lot of requirements uh, with I, that I, leadership I, I think yeah I think that that is if like she, Denise is she's saying a pastor she should know you can you're not evenly yoked so yeah. before you yeah. not even indulge in that conversation you should not indulge in talking you should say okay i'm gonna pray for you and because it, mm-hmm. it's really to really be honest it, it, it can really get into issues and, and 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 faith period is as such a huge issue yeah. mm-hmm. it is it so is. huge in that relationship Go yeah, ahead. it's it gonna is. be it's gonna it be is. Okay, uh, thank you, Denise. Uh, William, go ahead. Uh, how are you doing, Miss Tino? I'm doing good, sir. How are you? Uh, doing good, doing good. Uh, I just wanted to say that I I knew my wife for over 60 years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And we were married for 54 years. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. And uh, we found, I found that uh, <laughs> there's a big difference when I was out there, you know. Uh-huh. There's a big difference between love and love. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yes. and uh, a lot of guys don't understand. Talk about you it. You look at a woman, you know what I'm saying? She could be fine, but a man <laughs> With a mindset, connect yeah. with your mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, I, when I came into the ministry, it, it, it just did. It just did yeah. because where I was, she was until the until mm-hmm. until the church. Yeah. The church got in between uh, her attending places with me, mm. and, mm. Uh, and, and what the and, and the separation that we found ourselves in, uh, we weren't separated mm. as, as the relationship. Yeah. yeah. But the relationship with the church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She didn't want to go. She didn't want to go with me because of the yeah. People. Yeah, yeah. And it can be it can be a problem. And you know what? And thank thank you, William. And I I've had a friend you know tell me that during their marriage they both started out mm-hmm. the same you know both but then one of the parties became transition uh, to, to another religion that yeah. was way you know it was I, well I'm not telling but it was you know they Jehovah Witness mm-hmm. and which was you know completely not along the line and so they were trying to figure out how they could stay married so what I'm saying is I'm going to send them to your conference yes. <laughs> send them come send on. them and come on so tell again where's it going to be what time how can people get uh, because I don't want anybody to miss this opportunity as oh, you can you see can this, Tina, by the, by the, callers. By the callers and the energy folks really want yes. to talk about these things they you know they don't want to be a part they don't people don't walk down the aisle to be a statistic that's right, right. you just don't uh, but there's so many pitfalls and things along the way, and anything uh, anything that can help is is just fantastic. The so. marriage is so attacked, like almost everything mm-hmm. is geared toward splitting up or causing a divide in mm. marriages today. So we're living in a crucial time. Right. So the, you know, is it really is important to take time. When was the last time, you know, we pour into our business, we pour into our jobs and mm. everything. When was the last time you looked at your spouse and said, you know what, let's go on a retreat. Let's, let's do something where I can learn. Sometimes you have to relearn, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, this conference. And you, all, is definitely you all haven't even couples. talked about it as you're married and, and you add to your family, children, oh, the kid, like, all oh, kinds of things yes. because you never, <laughs> children and then you got to navigate the fam the out the the extended families yeah. around the children mm-hmm. and how that there's just so much to constantly yes. balance and readjust and readjust to as you go through uh but rita any any final thoughts before we we have to let you go well, just a couple i just wanted to briefly um go back to the test driving part of the of the conversation <laughs> a test drive <laughs> Um, the Rosenthal's thoughts are regarding, because they, they did mention intimacy, lack of communication, and other mm-hmm. finances as being one of the issues. So what happens when um, someone does remain faithful to their commitment to God to be, um, to not have sex before marriage, but then they get married and their intimacy is extremely lacking or it's not mm-hmm. um, satisfying to their partner? You know, is, is there... Um, are there going to be any, I guess, is there going to be any information given to help couples with that if that's where they're at? And yeah, then the yeah. other question would be, is this conference solely for marriage, um, you know, or can people who mm-hmm. are engaged or in relationships mm-hmm. attend? Mm-hmm. 
All right. Thank you, Rita. Yeah, Appreciate so yeah. at the conference, you know, even last year, it, we definitely have to cover intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing, it, it is honorable to, to address one part of your question, Rita, um, to abstain until you get married. Um, of course, the Bible is full of wisdom. And so it, it, you know, I don't know why we turn away from that wisdom, but um, it definitely helps with building, you know, a closer bond. Um, we learn everything else. It's just, it's so weird. You do have to learn your partner um, intimately. You know, the, I know the Bible talks about, and he knew his wife, <laughs> but that word no is so important. You have mm-hmm. to learn, you have to relearn, and intimacy is, is no different. Um, so we do touch on all of that sex, intimacy, um, his needs, her needs, um, and uh, like she said, uh, we're, this co- conference is for married couples and engaged couples. The goal is we want to factor in people who are engaged, looking toward marriage, and their and married couples to to just kind of pour into them, encourage and inspire for us all to come together to have conversations mm-hmm. that we wouldn't typically have at a church or a family gathering. So. Mm-hmm. We encourage anybody who's engaged or married to attend this conference. So we are accepting couples until Sunday still. Uh, we have a lot of information at Let's Grow Together Conference.com. Um, to get more information and to register, please go to Let's Grow Together Conference.com. Or feel free if you have any additional questions, you can call or text 317 435 6419. You can call or text 317 317- Four three five six four nine. We would love to have you with us. Yeah, let's grow together. Let's stay together. I think that uh, we've we've heard it once. Well, we might hear it again. So, so that, that yeah, that's going to be at twenty one sixty West eighty sixth Street, twenty one sixty West eighty sixth Street at a place called the Pure in Heart Center, and it's coming up November third through the fourth. Mm-hmm. November third through the fourth, twenty one sixty West eighty sixth Street. Let's grow together dot com. And as Al Green says, let's everybody stay together if you can. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for all of the right reasons. (laughs) Rosenthal's Rita, James, you all, thank you. We are about 30 seconds over, but we'll make it up somewhere. Anyway, (laughs) thank you all. Thank you again. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.